Welcome back to another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Don't worry, I'm not going to waste your time with an explanation of today's show. So grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Because no, I can no, always that wasn't intro. my point. <laughs> 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 there are quantum I'm, physics. Look here, look here, uh, Brett Michaels. In the, uh, if we're just exploring my inner demons here. You wouldn't have been quite as polite when you left the interview. No. I mean, if need be, we can start a GoFundMe yeah. page for you. This is but where we lack comparative knowledge, Max. Damn, dude, three hours later. Others actually want to watch some people play. See dude. reference Rick and Morty. <laughs> I will do my editing, don't you worry. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Welcome, gentlemen, to another Sunday edition of Liquor and Leagues. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Sad. Yeah, happy. Yeah. Super Sad. freaking happy. Woohoo! Go Gamecocks. All right, let me just... Go, go Bulldogs. Mel- melancholy. <laughs> Forlorn. <laughs> Adrift. <laughs> this, this, was, uh, this was an interesting weekend of football on a number of reasons. Uh, you started out midweek. Nick Saban has COVID. A day later, Nick Saban doesn't have COVID. I mean, I don't know how that works, but, you know, he's, he's hanging out with Trump. That must be what it is. Yeah. COVID, no COVID. And then we roll into Saturday and consistency, inconsistency. This, for me, was the weekend of turnovers. Five games, 22 turnovers total in all competitions. I mean, this was a ridiculous week of turnovers. And what you had said initially, Haas, you know, you don't win that plus-minus game in the turnovers – Clearly, every team that had more turnovers lost this weekend. And so yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because I was looking at the stats from the Carolina-Auburn game, and Auburn, I mean, clearly had better stats all across the board with one exception. Turnover. They lost the turnover ratio. Yeah, it was a three-to-one ratio, and they, South Carolina made it count, and that's, that's important. So let's start there since that's your team. South Carolina plays Auburn, beating them for the first time since 1933. Which, which that stat is a little misleading considering the fact that was they, 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 I think Carolina won 16-14 in 1933, and then Auburn didn't or wouldn't play them for like another 30 or 40 years. Then you throw in the fact that South Carolina didn't join the SEC until the, the mid, mid-year 1991, and then you only play them every other year. So that, that number, I, I get it. It sounds all great that they, they beat them for the first time in 80-something years, but – that number is a little misleading. But you're not complaining. Re- regardless, I'm happy with the W from yesterday. <laughs> Although you did choose Auburn to win, didn't you? Yes, you did. I did because they hadn't beat them in Since 1933? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, that was an interesting one. And then obviously the upset, I say upset, you know, K- Kentucky, Tennessee. It was an upset for me because I picked Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, hadn't beat Tennessee in Neyland Stadium since 1984. Yeah, but can and I say it? Has Kentucky not looked good this year? They've looked good. But they've been inconsistent. They, yeah. like I said, sure, well, sure. But when they're on, they, they, I think they can probably take down just about anybody in the conference when they're on, when they're pumping on all cylinders. But it's, it's like we said way back at the start of the SEC season. It's going to be their defense that keeps them in games. The four turnovers by Tennessee didn't hurt, and, and Kentucky capitalized on that you know, the offense is still not as consistent, and that's the problem. And you're right. That might be it. It might just be the fact that their, that their defense is just going to keep them in or win, them game, win games for them. Right. I don't know. Again, I, I mean, I picked Kentucky, so I was actually quite happy with the outcome. And maybe I was just spiteful of the fact that Tennessee beat South Carolina, and I wanted Understood. them to lose. Uh, yeah, and, of course, there were supposed to be seven games this weekend. Two of them get postponed uh, for COVID-related issues, and so we really only have five 
So it is a diminished weekend in terms of team play from that aspect. But you did have two teams that, you know, again, didn't think Kentucky could beat Tennessee just based on the way play had been in the first couple of games. South Carolina really showed us something against Auburn. But I hate to say it, nothing against your team, but is this just Auburn's inconsistency? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it's a couple of things. I, th- I, was, I, was, I was thinking about this and talking about this with my brother earlier. I wonder if, and we can all agree that Mike Bobo is a solid, if not really, really good offensive coordinator, right? I wonder now with the fact that they got to play Powder Puff Vanderbilt last week, if he wasn't able to make some in-game adjustments and work and tweak on some things against Vanderbilt that they implemented in this game. Because I do feel as though that offensively, while there were some mishaps uh, and like, like, you know, a red zone turnover that you hate to see, that kind of stuff. I feel as though their offense was really pumping a lot better than they had in the previous games prior to Vanderbilt. I think there's that. Um, I I think I want to see more right before I can, before I can really tout and say that that offense is pumping on all cylinders. But I think that defense is definitely finally coming together. And that obviously makes a difference. And then Bo Nix looked bad yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I heard, I think somebody described him as he just seems skittish. Like, you know, his feet right, are never, you, you know, confidently set. He's out, it doesn't look like he's positive. He knows where he wants to go with, with the ball. And, yeah. and then he becomes a mistake prone. And, and, he, and it's not like this is his first time at the rodeo. He shouldn't be that way at this point, right? And, you know, so you got to question what, what the hell's going on there. Of course, the turnover situation haunted Auburn there. Three turnovers. South Carolina had one, and South Carolina took advantage of the turnovers in their, those situations. You know, maybe South Carolina does start to turn it on moving down the stretch. Unfortunately, I think they they may be showing up just a little too late. And this is kind of indicative of you're playing an all-SEC schedule. You take a beating in the first couple games, you're already behind the curve when you hit your stride, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) – I'm not sure it's going to matter. And I think it was you who actually pointed it out yesterday that this, this win may be the win that saves must champ the job. Right. Not, not that I could even have seen them, him seen them letting him go this year, unless he just completely crapped the bed. I, I obviously, you know, I want to see more consistency and more of this time will tell. I mean, let's, let's see, let's see what next, next week brings with LSU. I'm excited. I, I was happy for the win. I'm, I'm not sure that we're quite there yet, but I, I, I have hope. Yes. Uh, and and uh, that's a dangerous thing for a South Carolina fan to have. You hold on to whatever you need to. That's yeah, what, well, I hold on to lots of bourbon because as a there South Carolina fan with hope, I need that bourbon as a fallback, as a I safety net. That. We'll go ahead and quickly talk about the, the who gives a shit game. That was Mississippi State, Texas A&M. Texas A&M clearly won that. We all picked Texas A&M. I don't think there was any doubt. I think Mike Leach, I think what we said four or five episodes ago when the SEC started, Mike Leach just hit everybody with a stunner coming out of the gate. Very quickly, everybody figured them out. And quite frankly, I'm surprised they figured it out that fast. But that just goes to show you how awesome the SEC is across the board as far as, you know, their coaching and the coordinators and what they're able to do. They don't need game after game of footage. It took one game, and they just watched and said, okay, this is what Uh, we're doing. I think I mentioned this, but Rick Neuheisel – said uh, a couple of weeks ago he's like if you just go watch Washington tape Washington beat Mike Leach every time with their scheme you know basically you replicate that you you've cracked the code because Leach is not known to change his his methodology and I mean there were times actually probably almost most of the game they just rushed three and they still got to the quarterback 
because you just don't have an offensive line that can protect him, you know, that becomes a problematic nature. And if he's, if he can't find a way to alter his scheme, then he's going to struggle down the stretch because clearly only passing is not going to get it done in the sec. And he's learning that, that bitter fact right now. Yeah. So yes, he got lucky. He had that, that uh, kind of big win at the beginning of the season against defending champions because nobody knew what to expect, but now they figured it out. And I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe moving forward. My game of the day. I don't care about any other game. I don't care where my standings are. My game of the day, Ole Miss versus Arkansas. And I just want to say I was the only one that was right. Uh, And, and, and Haas, feel free to tell your wife. I was the only one that supported the Arkansas Razorbacks and uh, maybe by default, whatever the case may be, I was, I was right, and I'm good with it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's good that you were right because you kind of needed to catch a game up on us, buddy. I did, and though <laughs> it didn't happen because I still, unfortunately, I got let down at the end of the day. But that, that game for me, I didn't care what else happened yesterday. Watching that game, I was just like, as long as, as, as Lame Kiffin loses, I don't give a shit what happens the rest of the day. <laughs> you just don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, Arkansas is playing hard. They're playing with heart. You know, Ole Miss right. was shut out in the first half. Interestingly enough, coming off of such a stellar offensive performance the week before against number two Alabama, and then just getting shut out by the defense of Arkansas this week was that was a surprise. Yeah, because even on Kentucky, I mean, Ole Miss put. I mean, they went into overtime, but put what forty, forty one, something like that. Something like that, uh, yeah. And and of course, my thing there was well, just the, the culture Sam Pittman seems to have brought. Uh, and, good on him. And I, I will game. say, I will say this: talk about the turnover game. That's what it was. The turnover game, seven turnovers, six interceptions by Corral, throwing six interceptions, and then of course a fumble. But seven turnovers, seven to one in that ratio, you're never winning that game. I don't give a shit who you are. Yeah, I mean, it may, it makes you beg the question, but for seven turnovers, I mean, that game's a lot closer. True, but it's it's and like Grinch said, they were shut out in the first half. So in the second half, they were chasing that game. They had to take risks. They had to take chances, and that, that turned into seven turnovers. And that's never a good thing no. in an SEC match. I think it's one of those things where if Arkansas, Grinch, like you said last week, should have beat Auburn, Arkansas yep. should be sitting 3-1 and one right now <laughs> Yep, by all, for all intents and purposes. And, you know, they're not, they're not bottom of the barrel in the West, clearly. And no. I was super happy to see that win. I mean, let's be honest. You're sitting on the one-yard line at the end of the game, 40 seconds. You can punch it in and just put another seven up on Lane Kiffin. And, and I thought it was a super stand-up thing that Pittman just had him drop back, take a knee, and just run out the clock. I, of course, would have just plowed ahead and scored another seven and been like, fuck you. But Ditto, because that's what you're in the business to do. Right. But he, you're, not, he just, you're not in the business to take your freaking uh, foot off the throat of the competition. No. He took the high road, and he just had uh, Felipe Franks take a knee and run out the clock. And so, yes, that was a stand-up move on his part. Not one I would have done, but, hey, it is what it is. All right. So do we want to talk about the – I think that was it. That was it. That was it, the last game. Okay, so we can move on to next week. <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is the Georgia game was postponed. Not the, not the Alabama game, but the Georgia the game Georgia was postponed. Game, yes, yes. I, and I texted out early, like the first play when he threw that interception. I was like, holy shit, this is it. And you even responded with, I don't think it's an interception, but and, – but, and it was. Yeah. And then three plays later, Stetson Bennett throws an interception – yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, for quarterback play, you know, Stetson Bennett being 5'11", obviously the line, defensive lines are being coached, throw your paws in the air, you know, which they did. 
I mean, that first interception was like, what? Right. (laughs) I didn't even know where the ball went. I didn't either. All of a sudden, I was like, how does he have it? You know, and and I mean, I will say this about Stetson Bennett. I I think he's playing well. I think he sees the game well. Like, he's got good football IQ. Right. So, I don't – even though three interceptions, I mean, the first one is like just – it is what it is. It's not like it was a bad throw, per se. Second one gets tipped, you know, hits the receiver in the hands. Um, and then I think the third one, he was just trying to make something happen. I really wasn't watching the game at that point. Uh, yeah, I don't know why he didn't just throw it 40 yards out of bounds, why he tried yeah, to throw it downfield. And I think the interesting thing is, so that's three games in a row against Alabama where Georgia was up at half, and then the second half was like just nothing was going right. I mean, obviously, we know the national championship – Alabama doesn't leave the game until the last second in overtime. Um, The next game, the SEC championship, they're not leading until that incredible, you know, comeback from Jalen Hurts. Right. And of course we know the story of Tua comes in the first time, Jalen Hurts comes in the second time. So, you know, in my mind going into this game, I was like the bag of tricks is getting a little emptier. If, if anything happens to Mac Jones, not that I wanted it to, Kirby Smart tends to be pretty good about scheming against a, a specific, you know, foe, if you will. So, I, I mean, going into that second half, I, I, I was, at, you know, it's a game where everything matters. And those couple of ticky-tack calls of, like, pass interference. You were super <laughs> pleased with those, I could tell. Oh, my God. I mean, I was just like, here we go, you know. And, and so that was frustrating, you know, to just see all the momentum lost. And then the game never recovered from uh, yeah. after that. And, so, and the sad part is Georgia came in with the number one defensive efficiency in, in the SEC. Yeah. And I even texted out to you. I'm like, you, you guys are up, and you generally have been playing better in the second half and just run away with the game. And then you guys came out in the second half and disappeared. Yeah, and I think the stat line of the offense for Alabama was certainly helped by the fact that Georgia's offense accomplished nothing. Right. And so just the law of averages, if you're going to keep giving the ball back more and more opportunities, it is a very potent offense, obviously. Right. You just can't do it. And, you know, the result speaks for itself. So, you know, I'm sorry about the way it went. I was super excited the way it started, jumped out to an early lead. Alabama comes back and ties it up. You guys get ahead again and then kind of just had your foot on the gas till halftime. Yeah, you had that that questionable issue right before halftime, three seconds left. They try to spike the ball. Kirby tries to get his people into the, into the tunnel and be like, nope, that's it, halftime. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they are like, no, bring it back. And then he kicks the field goal, you know, going into the second half, getting that three points. And then you guys, again, just never recovered in the second half. It was just a, not, not a good second half for Georgia in terms of that. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean, the, what I want to tell myself, and I don't know if I even believe it, probably don't, is that the willingness to make changes necessary to win in the second half wasn't worth it in the grand scheme if you expect to play them again. Because at the end of the day, losing to Alabama during the season, vice, if, if they are able to play them again in the SEC championship, that's the more valuable win. Strategy versus tactics, you know, I don't know. But so, by, by that justification, they're, they're – where they are in the West, you guys beat them yesterday. They're probably still going to the SEC championship. You would play them again. Here's the problem you're faced with now. That loss yesterday, 
Now you lose to Florida in two weeks. What does that mean? Right. Is there another game that allows you to recover? You may not be in the SEC championship game. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Certainly not into the national championship discussion. Right. Yeah. I was just, I was thinking of the year lost to Auburn during the season and then beat Auburn in the SEC championship. And that looked like two completely different games. So I just, I, I think, I think your hope got it. The hope is that Kirby smart was only willing to do so much to just try to win, whether it was a whole Stetson Bennett, you know, scenario or something like that, just for a spark, something different. Tried to want Mathis again, which we know Bama defenses typically don't like mobile quarterbacks. Right. But, but if we just take the game at face value, they just flat out got beat. Right. They got out coached at halftime and the adjustments. I almost, I almost texted out to you that JT Daniels needs to consider putting his name in the transfer portal again because clearly coming here was a waste. And then seeing a couple of mistakes by Stetson Bennett, I'm like, okay, maybe that would be premature. So I didn't say that because I'm like, wait a minute. Because I'm like, if this dude comes out and, and runs over Alabama, JT Daniels might as well put his name in the transfer portal and go somewhere else because I don't see them pulling this kid. Yeah, at that point. But, you know, I don't know where they go from here, if they're going to reevaluate or be like, hey, it was one game. Get back in the saddle. Let's do it again. Yeah. And so, I, I haven't heard any of Coach Smart's comments yet. So I'll be curious to see what he says moving forward. Yeah. Okay. Of just what happened, what adjustments they were willing to make. Because you're right. I mean, typically the second half is solid. Now, if Saban's a better coach, he tends to make better adjustments. Yes. Um, but, but again, the two previous games, it took something pretty dramatic. It took a quarterback change to really light fire because they were getting beat head-to-head as it was. Well, I don't know if you noticed I did change the scoreline. I think I saw Haas chuckle a little. I, I saw uh, it. 22-0, and 0, man. Uh, that says it all right there. No coordinator has beat that man. So yeah. Yeah. he's going to keep riding that horse until he can't. Freaking impressive is it what is. it is. It is. And that's why I thought yesterday was Georgia – Smart has been doing well, had their defense humming. I thought this is – if there's a guy that can do it, it's this guy. And then I was like, son of a bitch. But, yep. you know, they'll wait till somebody else comes up against him. So – It'll be South Carolina. That was the week that was. Let's move on to the week that is coming up. Now, of course, they did realign some games. You know, we no longer have all seven games playing. Teams are starting to take time off. Teams are postponing matches. And so they are realigning some of these games. So we only have four games next week so we can go through and make our picks here. The current standings, Haas, you are 18, 18 correct. So you're in the lead. Grinch and Mac tied for second with 17, and I bring up the rear with 15, and I'm okay with that because Arkansas won, and I will continue to do that. Thank you, South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Haas, you're going to start us off. Auburn, Ole Miss next week, first game. Auburn. You're going Auburn. So – you think the inconsistencies, they're going to work it out? or I think they're going to be pissed off that they lost. And I think they're going to kick some ass. Is what I'm I good think. with that. Okay. And I, and I think I'm going to call them over to the left, right? Oh, no, no never mind. Don't mind me. Uh, I'm you not know, minding you. You know your Excel spreadsheet. Thank you. I'm not minding you. It's okay. Yeah, no, I think, I think Auburn's going to be ticked off. I think they're going to be ticked off and mad that they lost to South Carolina for the first time in 80 years. And they're going to do some reevaluating and some shit's going to change. Totally understand. Don't worry. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and fill these in because I know what you're going to pick. All right. So Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Alabama. Okay. Kentucky, Missouri. Kentucky, Missouri. You, you're just going to wait till I change that? <laughs> Duly noted. 
Yeah, I don't know. Actually, that, I think that's a toss-up. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to ride 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 that Kentucky bandwagon that I'm on right now. Okay. Know, even and though it could cost me one. Um, you know what? I um. After all the shit you said about South Carolina, maybe coming yeah, into their own. Yeah, I know. There, there's there's a tempting factor to go with South Carolina here. And I could afford to drop a game or two. I mean, and I, should, I, I should I should make this competitive for you guys. And, not and unfortunately, you don't have last, you know, this last game of LSU, right? It was postponed, so you don't get to see last week's performance. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, too, what I'm really thinking is I'm thinking LSU's now got an extra week to prepare. So I'm, I'm going to stick with LSU, actually, on this one. Okay. All right. So not bad. Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky, LSU looks right. We're good? Yep. Okay. Grinchmeister, you're up. Auburn, Ole Miss. Yeah. Now, okay, yeah, let's look I, at the I, last. Yeah. Auburn, Arkansas. You thought you had Arkansas, but you really went with Auburn. And then last week, you had Auburn, South Carolina, and you went with South Carolina and got it right. So you thought Arkansas should have beat Auburn, which let's agree they should have. And last week, Auburn did lose, should have two losses right now. They, they split it 50 50. So Ole Miss, Auburn. I'm going to go ahead and I'll say Alabama for that game. You're coming uh, back to that one, aren't you? Yeah, and I'll I'll say Kentucky uh, for Missouri. And so here here's here's where I'm I'm concerned is South Carolina is pretty notorious for not winning the one you think they're going to, but <laughs> I'm, I'm right. going to go South Carolina. Not winning the ones they should. No, I, like LSU is wounded. They're on the back foot. Like, and then all of a sudden LSU is like, we figured it all out. <laughs> so you're not putting all your eggs in the South Carolina basket this week like you did last week. Uh, I'm going to – I'll go South Carolina. I'm going with him. You're going to stand uh, by him. Okay, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hey, look at this. Apparently you're a better South Carolina fan than you are a Georgia <laughs> fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, and from all South Carolina fans, I want to say thank you for that. There you go. Uh, Auburn, Ole Miss. You can't run forever. Yeah, I just uh, God, it's all sorts. I mean, Ole Miss didn't play great this week. Seven turnovers. Hopefully, they figure that out. Yeah, I mean, the offense is potent. I just wonder if they're going to be motivated and organized. Well, this is this is my concern with Lane Kiffin. Is they get down into the red zone, they're on the goal line, eight downs in a row, and they can't punch it in. And then the question is, they got a mobile quarterback in Plumley. He never put in the game. Why didn't he put a running quarterback in the game when you're in a situation like that? Eight times in a row, first, second, third, fourth down, get shut out. Come back again, first, second, third, fourth down, get yeah. shut out. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, it's like. Yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to go Auburn on this one. I think Malzahn knows he, he better win. I hear you. We do not have Mac today, so I will get his picks later. I was about to say, you really think, I was about to say, no, you're not, you're not going against them. I know you're not. No. Auburn, Ole Miss, again, I don't care if Ole Miss wins. I'm just not picking them. I was right this past week. I think Auburn, I think they will be pissed off. I think they're going to, we just fucking lost to South Carolina. Alabama, Tennessee is, is Tennessee's head coach? Is he one of Saban's previous coordinators? Is he? He was, yeah, he was Saban's defensive coordinator. Alabama's going to make it 23 and 0. So let's just, we'll just say Alabama. Kentucky, Missouri, I'm going to ride the Kentucky train as well. I made the mistake of going against them. Uh, I had actually been rooting for them and then I went against them and, and I paid the price this past week. So I'm going to go back to that. South Carolina, LSU, 
again, we don't have LSU for a week, so we don't know how they've done. And South Carolina really showed us something. Oh, God damn. I know. This is the hardest one of the week. I'm glad you guys think so. That, that's, that, that, that makes my South Carolina fan heart really happy that you guys both picked them and believe that this is the hardest pick of the week. Because as a lifelong South Carolina fan, I can tell you, this was not the hardest pick this week. <laughs> it really wasn't. I meant, I meant LSU. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> See, Haas is employing the you're either, sat, you're either satisfied you picked right or pleasantly surprised. You know, buddy, you made that comment, I think, 20-something years ago about being pleasantly pleasantly surprised or just mundanely uh, aware of what the situation as is. And I've actually carried that mantra with me in a lot of my decision-making over the years. So thank you for that. Well, again, there are only four games. I'm not going to gain any ground. I won't gain any ground on Grinch. I'll gain a – potentially, I'll either lose ground or gain ground to you, Haas, and we have to see how Mac weighs in when I get his picks. But, of course, realigning the games over the next few weeks is going to be interesting. I know LSU and Florida, I think, got pushed to December 12th, so it'll be way down the line before we get back to that game. So we'll see what happens. But hopefully it'll be another interesting weekend of football next week, and uh, we will see how everything shakes out. Yeah, yes, sir. Big Ten going. I, I want to know if Ohio State is really good um, or as good as people think. Because clearly Clemson was like, hey, we ain't fucking about. Yeah, but Clemson was playing Georgia Tech, man. Yeah, but 73. Yeah, but Georgia Tech is the but, Vanderbilt but you know of the ACC. When you're a power, when you're the only powerhouse in a, in a weak ass conference, that's what you should be doing. Well, right. and then Florida State beating UNC. What? What? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's surprising. I don't get it. All right. So we will end there, and then we will pick up next week with another round of Liquor and Leagues, and we will see how these all fall out. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate your time, and I will talk to you later. Appreciate you. Yep. Right on. Until next time, we'd like to say, Prost. Empire. Salute. Yes, gentlemen, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>